This is the Scoop Duck Podcast. Scoop Duck Podcast. Scoop Duck Podcast. Every game. You are going to go back to throw the ball. Sets up, looks, throws toward the corner of the end zone. It is intercepted! Intercepted! The next the ball! Every story. If we just continue to push and grind and go and take care of our guys, it's going to be built to last. The Scoop Duck Podcast. Scoop Duck owner, Justin Hopkins. And Matt Bagley from 96.1, 580, the game. April 20th, it's right around the corner. <laughs> Football, baby. I'm excited. Yeah. You can almost like kind of smell it, feel it. I don't know. Whatever you call it. People are excited. I, I think this is the most excited I've seen people for a spring game in a while. I, I said this last week. I'll say it again. The difference between duck spring game passion yeah and everybody else in the pac-12 yeah. is palpable this year yeah yeah i think uh you know everybody's excited about the team um you know uh, you know some of the points i i believe that most fans are probably excited about you know it's the last chance that everybody's going to get to see justin herbert uh you know before this is his last spring game if you will uh you know you've got marcus arroyo coming back i think folks would really like to kind of see and know maybe what some of the tweaks or differences are with the offense it's not going to be a brand new offense or anything, but I'm certain they've you know probably made some tweaks. We may or may not see them on Saturday. I expect it to be super vanilla. I mean, <laughs> you know, why wouldn't you? There's no reason not to. But you know, I think fans are excited to see Coach Avalos and what he brings to the defense. And you know, maybe if there's a new look, maybe if it looks similar to what they've seen, again, it's going to be pretty vanilla. I wouldn't imagine they're going to show much new of anything mm-hmm. at all. Why would you put that on tape for Auburn? There's absolutely no reason to do that. But more than anything, and you and I mentioned it briefly before we got going, five-star DJ Ugalali's in town. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's the dude. You you pack that house, you go all out, you show him the passion because that player is going to be better than any other player you can bring in. Yep. He's your Kayvon Thibodeau. Yep. Yeah, not o- yeah, exactly. And not only, uh, not only is he a five-star you know, not only is he a big-time recruit, all that's great. It's great that he's a quarterback. That is a very big position of need for Oregon. Of course, they've got Justin Herbert, but this is the last year you've got him. You've got Tyler Shuck behind him, who clearly looks like he's turning the page a little bit. But then that's it. I mean, yeah. you still have a need for quality depth on your quarterback chart. There's only one way to do that, mm-hmm. and that's recruit. You know, the biggest thing that I think about DJ, uh, two things. It's it's two it's it's a threefold deal is really what it is. A, you're getting a five-star at a position of need. You know, a, 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 we've talked about a kind of a generational kind of player in DJ at quarterback. Uh, B, you're pulling one of the elite players out of California, which can trigger the rest of your recruiting. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, receivers and running backs are like, oh, crap, DJ's going to Oregon? Yeah. Heck, I'm going to go play with DJ. It's like Cali Flock times 10. Oh, exactly, on yeah. steroids. It's boom, you know. And so that's really, it's a springboard for the Oregon staff if they can get DJ, uh, you know, on board. And not only are you getting a great player, but, you know, you're, as we've talked about before, you're back into St. John Bosco, an elite power program. DJ's a wonderful, wonderful young man off the field, too. That's something that gets overlooked and not talked about often enough. He's a great kid. Um, you know, you, you're going to reestablish kind of that poly pop pipeline that, you know, Oregon really likes to, to use and, that, and just having him around. I mean, I we don't need to hype it up anymore, but it's fun to talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's just fun to consider a kid like that coming to visit Oregon spring game. 
essentially down to two. It's Oregon versus Clemson. He visited Clemson a couple couple weeks ago. So in my mind, that's going to come down to two things. Yes, you can go to Clemson. They're winning a lot of games. Dabo's a great coach. They run a, a good offense. I don't debate that. I don't debate that one bit. But it's 3,300 miles away. <laughs> I mean, that's where it's going to come down to, in my that's, opinion. That's a pitch right there. Well, you know, think about it. He's got a younger brother that uh, Oregon's already offered. He's a, a class of 21. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that his younger brother uh, has a lot of interest in Oregon already. Uh, Oregon has offered. I don't believe that there's any reason to think that the family, uh, you know, family's big for the Polynesian culture. We know that. But yeah. I, I have a tough time believing that the family would uproot their younger son, you know, DJ's little brother, and move him to South Carolina, you know, heading into his junior year, which is the important year in recruiting anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's at St. John Bosco at one of the most elite programs in the country for a high school. Rec- I have a tough time believing the family will say, hey, so that means they're basically saying, hey, DJ, you're going to South Carolina for a couple years on your own. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the only rational that I mean, that's that right there is everything. It's not easy. No, it's not easy no. to move 3000 miles as a family. Is and, what you're saying. And I'm not saying that that's the reason, but I'm saying that's the that's what's going to make this decision go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. You know, are they good? enough? are they comfortable with that? Are they good with that? Seeing DJ probably a handful of times flying back and forth, whichever direction, uh, probably not seeing much of him playing a game or anything like that. Versus Oregon, where sure you're still uh, what is the 800 miles away or whatever the case is. Yeah, from, but you're two hour flight. It's a cheap flight to Portland. Yeah, and they're always going to play USC or UCLA. Sure, or it's a really cheap flight to the Bay Area yeah. when they play Berkeley and they play Stanford, or even over to Arizona. It's a three hour drive or whatever it is from down there. Oh yeah, yeah. You could yeah. you're gonna, you're going to have a lot better opportunity to see him. Uh, you know, more often, and as we mentioned, even if DJ, it's spring break and he wants to head home for spring break, see his family, it's a two-hour flight. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Boom. You know, you're down and back. I but. mean, he could just hitch a ride with the other 5,000 Cali, flock Cali flockers. Kids. It's not just football. Yeah. I mean, culturally, there's a lot of Californians in the universe. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're they're invading our state every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Want to talk spring game? It's obviously got a lot of impact on recruiting. We'll get into that. And then a little bit on the spring sports as well. Scoop Duck and High Five, Matt Bagley, Justin Hopkins, and uh, let's dive back into football. You were telling me earlier you can smell it. And it, it got me thinking, because I remember going to Raider games as a kid and, and going to pro games with my fiance, and I always loved the tailgates. Yes. That's my favorite part. Yes. No, you, yeah, you're you and I are speaking the same language. I mean, um, you know, I think that's one of the things that makes, you know, that makes the experience of going to Autzen in the fall what it is. You know, it, it's it's you're typically getting great weather, better weather. It's dry. You know, a lot of days it's sunny in September. It's uh-huh. still really nice. Yeah. So you know, if they get like a, let's just say like a three or a four or five o'clock game, something like that. You can go line up out there for hours and have yourself a heck of a time before the game. Hopefully, you can find the balance of having a really good time and still being <laughs> coherent for the game. I'm yeah. not going to say that I've perfected that craft, but no, and, and I'm not even just talking about drinking. I yeah, mean, that's no. that's one one aspect, right? right? We know Duck fans love to party, sure, right? But 
people are grilling. Yep. People are throwing footballs yep. around with their little kids, their little nephews, little grandkids, having a great time. Yep. People are, are checking out all the sights and scenery in Eugene that surrounds Otson. Yep. There's a lot of fun right there. Yeah, like you said, it's throwing a football in the parking lot. It's 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 cornhole. It's people you know, barbecuing and you smell all the smells and you walk by the tailgates and they're like, man, what do they got over there? You yeah. know, it just... You know, you're you're around duck fans, so everybody's high fiving, like you know, go ducks, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like you said, it's just it makes for a fun afternoon. I think that's what's one of the great things about the spring game. You know, fortunately for the last few years, it's been good weather, you know, decent weather. You know, uh, they've moved the time back this year to two o'clock, mm-hmm. which I think helps kind of you know they're going to open the parking lot at eleven thirty, so that means folks can get out there at noon. And, you know, and, and maybe not go all in because you, you're talking about two hours. But even if you're late, it's kind of like, eh, you get a couple hours of grilling and having some fun and some food and a football and just being outside. Just being outside is the best part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, you know, the spring game should be a lot of fun. I do like that they moved the time back uh, this year a little bit. I think that's a good move. Like two or three o'clock. That's a real nice window. Because you, you, you don't have to rush to get there, yeah. you know, early. It's not just like Bloody Marys and, and end, of the, end of the game. It's, <laughs> you know, you can have a beer, feel decent about it, and um, because it's 5 o'clock somewhere. And, you know, the game will probably only last like two hours because the spring game, it goes pretty quick. Uh-huh. So you're out by four, and then you can go back out and you go get dinner or you hang out out there in the parking lot for a little longer and, you know, talk about it or whatever. It's just... Uh, yeah, spring game. And, and you got all these recruits coming in, and you see the coaches on social media. They're clearly trying to get as many people there as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even – they don't have to pack Autzen per se, but even if they can get it two-thirds full, three-quarters full, somewhere in there, you know, thirty to 35 to 40,000 people, that's – that's going to be enough just because the stadium's a little bit smaller. You don't, oh, yeah. you don't need 70, 80, 90 mm-hmm. like some of the bigger stadiums to make it look full. Well, you're not going to – compete with the SEC right. with a situation like that, but you don't have to. No. A lot of these guys, they might be SoCal kids, they might be NorCal kids, and you're basically saying you can go to Stanford mm-hmm. and they got 50 people in the stands for the spring game. Right. Or you can go to Oregon State and it's appalling. Right. When, when Pac-12 Network is going to have the cameras in Corvallis on Saturday, you will see thousands of empty seats yes and i'm not picking on beaver fans they're great for me in my job with the radio station but you will see thousands of empty seats there on saturday yeah Otson won't won't have that no Otson will be able to say we are the crowning jewel of the pac-12 no question there's no has been continues to be and you know heck a lot of these kids let's face facts a lot of these kids that are coming to visit oregon this weekend uh i'm sure a number of them visited usc last <laughs> last weekend who had their spring game mm-hmm. You could see that one. I mean, oh, yeah. that, I don't. I would if I if I said they had ten thousand, that would be extremely generous. Well, nobody goes to the L.A. Coliseum on game days, right? So the spring game, right? When when the Dodgers are playing, the Angels are playing. The beach has warm water, yeah. nice soft sand. The beach is going to win. Yeah, nobody's going to the spring I, game. I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah, especially with where that program currently is. So you know, I think for Oregon, your your biggest tool right now is going to be able to sell in that environment and then say, hey, look, guys, this is just spring game. Mm-hmm. Wait till you come back in the fall and watch a real game. This place is packed and screaming and yelling and yeah. you know that's the kind of you know the the coaches. You, you, we always talk about how much juice the coaches have. Well, the coaches are looking for that to be reciprocated for the fans. You know, they want the fans to show up and bring that juice and yelling and screaming and clapping and all that stuff. It's kind of a two-way street creates the environment. And I think that, uh, like you said, crown jewel of the Pac-12 without question 
as far as fan participation. Even Clemson, you know, Clemson coming off championship and stuff, their whole upper level was empty. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, you know, I would say they were maybe two thirds full at best. Yeah. So really, that's kind of the benchmark right now because DJ was there for that game. Mm-hmm. So for Oregon fans, that that's your, you know, that's that's your target. It's like okay, we gotta beat what Clemson was able to offer for from a fan experience perspective maybe some bama syndrome there yeah i I think back to the ticket prices being deflated for the national title game nobody wanted to go Mm -hmm. because heck uh, it's it's passe right Right. we're going to the national title game every year maybe clemson fans don't care anymore yeah i don't know i don't know i don't um yeah i don't know that's a weird thing to think about just because you know south carolina Beautiful state, but much different than Los Angeles or, you know, I mean, there's nothing going on. Yeah. No, I mean, why wouldn't you go? Yeah. I mean, why not? Why not go? And so, you know, they had a good turnout. I don't know. I think I saw somewhere there was like 50,000 or 55,000, which is a great turnout. But mm-hmm. Oregon can do that. I mean, they can get close and yeah. and don't even have the, you know, uh, support around it. You know, to do that. So I don't know. We'll see. I know we're talking about a lot about the spring game, but that's what's coming up, man. I'm yeah. I'm juiced. Yeah, I, mean, no, I think it's the biggest event of the week. And, and I wouldn't just say this because of our podcast. I know with my radio show, I had to lead off with it yesterday. Yeah. Tiger wins the Masters, Blazers win a playoff game, and here I am talking spring game. Yeah. Talking how I, I can't wait to see the receiving core. I think this is going to be huge. Um, the best thing about this is something we haven't even mentioned yet, and that is... You can get in really easily. Yeah, you grab a couple cans of food that's been sitting on your shelves for three months or four months or whatever for a year. I don't know. Grab the f- grab the cans, throw them in a bag, and drop them in on your way in. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So you know, we talked about this before. You got a you got a family. If there's a, if you're a family of four, of five, of six, or whatever, what what else are you gonna do for a few hours? That's a heck of a lot of fun that requires. 10 cans of food or whatever. I don't know. Take, yeah. You know, just drop some cans in there. Yeah. Well, it's like my fiance, we were talking about this the other day, of I want to go see another uh, Padres game. She's a big Padres fan, and I love Petco Park in San Diego. The last time we went, I got tickets down the first baseline that cost 100 bucks a piece. Oh, yeah. Imagine, and, and I was like, well, she she thought it was crazy. She thought it was expensive. And I told her, I said, no, that's what people pay for football games. Right. That's what I pay when I go see my Raiders. That's what I pay when I want to go to a Ducks game or a Beaver game. Imagine not having to pay that. Yeah. You don't have to pay that $100 a piece. You don't have to worry about parking. You don't have to worry right. about all the hassle and all the money. This is, if you just want to see the Ducks, and maybe you haven't had a chance because of the price, this is the best way you'll ever see. Yeah, and, you know, furthermore, along with what you said, not only price, if you're bringing, let's say you're bringing your kids, you got smaller kids or whatever, if they're running around and not really paying attention, who cares? You know, it's a sprint, you know, it's not like, oh, I've got to watch this play, it's fourth and three, you know, I got to, I got to, you know, I mean, when you're in a game in fall, you're wanting to pay attention. You don't, you know, the kids say they got to go to the bathroom or something. You're like, oh, seriously, you know, wait for the punt. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I, <laughs> I get it. So now you're like, eh, no big deal. Let's, you know, you can walk off in the middle of it. You know, if the kids want to run around, there's probably a little more room for them to, you know, move around and stuff. So, you know, for me, being a parent and, and having, I was just re- going to say that's probably a bigger deal for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I know how it goes when you take your kids to the games and they're wanting to run around or go back in the Mo Center and do the fun stuff in there, and you know, and and. You missed the second half kickoff or whatever. I've I've done all that. I've experienced it. I know firsthand what what those frustrations. Spring game, it's like, 
eh, who cares? Whatever. Yeah, let's go back in the moat. No big deal. You know, yeah. just, just we're just having fun. Mm-hmm. So football is kind of almost like a secondary byproduct. So a couple other angles of the spring game. I, I just really think this is big, really important. And I know you're seeing it on Scoop Duck right now. Oh, yeah. Fans tuning in, viewing stuff. The coaching staff will have DJU and and his laurels, of course, we, we just told you, five-star prospect, stud quarterback. You can never have enough of those. Who else are they bringing in? Uh, it's a great question. So um, I'm going to have to uh, pull up because there's uh, there's a list. So okay. give me it. I mean, I can go off memory off some of them, but um, – and keep in mind, we're recording this on two, it's Tuesday today. So they probably have some more names coming in. There are more names. You know, I have been given an early list, which uh, has already changed a little bit. But, um, you know, I've been given an early list, but I'm waiting to release it a little bit later in the week. Um, and it's awesome. I mean, you've got, I'm going to go, you know what, I'm going to check on here. I'm going to pull up this list because this one's in much cleaner form for me to go. And I'll just list off like say a dozen of the base. So we got DJU who's the headliner there um, at running back a couple that we already know about seven McGee, who is the 2021 commit for Oregon. He'll be in town. That's a big one. Um, you know, that's another one, uh, five star wide receiver, Johnny Wilson. So, you know, he'd probably like catching passes from DJU. I would have to guess, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big one for Oregon. I've already crystal ball to, or I've already predicted him to Oregon. If you will, crystal ball, whatever. I don't care. Um, uh, LV Bunkley Shelton is another athlete, kind of a receiver, defensive back out of Los Angeles. Uh, you know, again, there's a, there's another four star um, at tight end. Seth Figgins, Oregon's 2020 commit. He's coming to town. Mm-hmm. He's from California. Really going to establish that um, you know Cali flock, if you will. That yeah. uh, that Keon Ware Hudson kind of started last year at this time. I, I like that you're building depth with skill players. Yeah. You always need wideouts. You always need DBs, pass catching tight ends. You you have to go for those guys every year. Every year, every year. You've got to you've got to have speed, and you've got to have length. You know, I, I think for Oregon, I think there was a little bit of an emphasis on adding length last year at receiver, and you saw that with Jerron Waters, and you saw that with Lance Will Hoyt. You saw that with you know obviously they brought in Jawan Johnson as a grad transfer. Well, I think now you you're in a position to do a combination of length and speed at receiver. So. Mm-hmm. Don't just focus on well. We only want six foot two guys and bigger or whatever. Yeah. Well, you do want some of those, but you don't miss out on the little slot guy that you know can house one, you know, from from sixty yards out. So oh, totally. Um, when you got when you got five different guys running routes on any given play, mm-hmm. unless it's four verts, they're not all running the same thing. As much as Mario Cristobal likes the power run game, he still values speed. You know, no, this is not Chip Kelly's offense. But this is also not just an Alabama lineup and smash offense. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's a lot more like that now than it has been previously, but there's still a spot for speed yeah. and, and tempo and those kinds of things. You've got to be able to do both. Well, I, I think about it this way. With, with Saban, if you look at his defensive schemes and you see the man-to-man influence where he has a, a left corner and mm-hmm. a right corner on the sideline. That's an old Raiders thing. That's an Al Davis thing. Yeah. And so you can be an old school smash mouth coach and still value speed. Yeah. And I think a lot of those guys do. It's it's they value power, but they also value speed. 
Yeah, I think you've even seen Alabama evolve, you know, not only with Tua no doubt. and the threat, but obviously, you know, they're much more vertical now. The RPOs. Yeah, yeah, they're much more vertical now than they've ever have been. And it really kind of started when they brought Steve Sarkeesian in the first time uh, a few years ago. And then, of course, Sarkeesian went to the Falcons, and now he's back at Alabama. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you're seeing that element of speed brought in. And, and I know that that's something that crystal ball still values. So, you know, for instance, uh, Gary Bryant is another smaller, a little bit smaller receiver, but tons of speed, great receiver. Um, just going off my memory. I know he's a high four star guy. I don't think he's five star, but he's right there. Oh, wow. You know, so Johnny Wilson, who's six, five, who's the big five star. <laughs> you also got Gary Bryant, who's a little bit smaller, that slot guy, but um, also an elite player, so just keep bringing them in, especially when they're from California. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, load it up. Um, so those are you know offensive line. You've got Jalen Jeffers and and Andres Duwerk. Uh Andres has already visited Oregon. Uh, he's from California, Los Gatos. Uh, Jeffers is from Arizona, so not too far off the map there. At least a West Coaster um, defensive lineman. You got Jamar Sakona coming in. Um, you know that's the NorCal. He's Haloti uh, Nada's little cousin. Uh, defensive tackle. So you know that's definitely a guy that the that the uh, the staff is recruiting and after. Um, you've got some other guys at, at linebacker again. Another five star, Justin Flo, like. The dude just freaking wrecks people. I mean, he is a monster. Uh, but again, if you start bringing in these five stars and they all start looking at each other like, bro, you thinking of going here? Yeah, I am. Cool. You know, they want to play with each other. They team up. Yeah, they, they do. I mean, that's like a whole, you know, that's a whole uh, movement. That's a whole momentum shift right there. All these five stars start showing like, dude, you're here. You're serious about Oregon. You know, and then they go talk amongst each other that they don't share with the media. Yeah. And, you know, they talk to, you know, the staff gets them all together and like, hey, man, wouldn't it be cool if all th- all you guys were here playing together? Mm-hmm. You know, and then everybody's like, yeah, that'd be awesome, coach. You know, that's that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. So another five star, uh, you know, a high four star, Justin Houston, another linebacker. Once again, another California player coming to town. Good football name. Yeah. Great football name. The Houston family. Um, let's see. Darian Green Warren. He's an elite cornerback defensive back he's coming to town i want to say he's a five star but he might just be a high four again going off memory um avante williams committed to oregon out of florida you know miami florida continuing to pursue him he's coming to town so at least you got one of your commits uh miles slusher is a guy that i actually predicted today to oregon he's out of oklahoma he's kind of a a corner safety nickel kind of just kind of all between he's a defensive back basically Mm -hmm. but he's coming to visit i think he's a guy that definitely could end up liking it maybe wanting to lock in a spot uh that is i don't know how many names i just gave you but that's probably like 10 of i don't know i'm looking at this thing here and there's and i'm so here's the thing i'm looking at the list and these are like 40 legit offer dudes from 2020 to 2022 there's another 50 plus kids that come in that don't have an offer so it doesn't mean that they're not valued it just means they might be you know class of 21 22s whatever you're going to have over 100 kids on campus on saturday it's going to be nuts insane wow yeah wow yeah it's insane uh silas star uh he's coming you know out of out of uh out of portland area one of the in-state guys he's coming so is uh so is uh andy alfieri uh, another a linebacker out of uh, the Portland Jesuit. area, Jesuit. Yeah. Yep, yep. So uh, I mean, they're covering all bases, hitting Cali flock hard, keeping the in-state guys, you know, coming to town. And then uh, there's some uh, there's some really big names from out of town that we'll be putting out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, Alfieri is one of the the top fullback recruits in the country, right? I think so. Yeah, wow. yeah. I think he wants to play linebacker. Obviously, nobody really use, utilizes a fullback unless you're Air Force or Navy anymore. But or Stanford yeah. or yeah. Stanford, yeah. So your your options are limited there. But yeah, he he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Hmm. Yeah, it, it blows me away. All the names you rattled off, so many four-star guys, so many five-star guys. Have we ever seen that sort of crop show up for a spring game? You know, you know, I I hate to you know sit here and and overhype something. You know, last year was a great group of visitors. Uh, you know, the first year that uh, that Willie Taggart uh, was here two years ago. You know, he brought in a strong list, but I would have to say that this list, what really sticks out to me. Is, is not just the quantity, it is the quality. And what I mean by that, there were some great recruits that came in last year, but I don't think that I've ever seen so many five-stars come in. You know, you got DJ, uh, bonafide five-star. You've got Justin Flo, bonafide five-star. You got Johnny Wilson, bonafide. Mm-hmm. You got three legit dudes, like and, and, and a couple that are, I mean, they may not be five-stars, but they're like top 50-level guys. Those are elite football players in the country. And, you know, just going off my memory of what I'm looking at here, I'd have to say there's probably 10 of, like, the top 50 players in the country coming to the spring game for Oregon. That's amazing. That's insane. That's, like, they are coming all the way to Eugene, Oregon, from wherever they're at, to see Oregon's spring game. The spring game. So, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And aside from the spring game, I know you're not a coach in there in in the recruiting visits and stuff, but you know these guys. You talk to these guys. What's the experience like? You, you know the feedback that you, we just consistently get. You know, obviously, like this past weekend, there was about a dozen visitors. Uh, you know, basically Thursday to like Monday, and, and great players. It was a five star uh, defensive back, Kali Ringo. He visited. You know, Noah Sewell visited like two weeks ago. We've already talked about him. That's a, you know, top fifty, top seventy-five level player. Uh, Savelle Smalls, another five star, visited this past weekend with Kali Ringo. So you know, whenever we you know we try and get as many of these recaps as we can. It's just, it's crazy how, so this is the difference. It's crazy how much they do in such a short time. So what I've often heard, at least coming from within, is Oregon tries to make every unofficial visit seem like an official visit as possible. So, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that, what happens is these these guys show up, and if it's an, if it's an official visit, an official visit, that means they're probably going to be in town for two or three days. And they have more time to go and tour the campus, meet with academic advisors, you know, go and, and see all the facilities, talk oh, yeah. to the strength coaches. Well, well, just like when you're when you're not in athletics, I mm-hmm. remember as a high school student, you make an official visit to your college, you visit. That's all planned out with admissions yeah. weeks in advance. Right. And so, that and that's what goes on here. You know, yeah. if you're not coming for a game, you don't have to allot for that time. You know, you're able to take them to the academic center, meet with counselors, meet with teachers, and you have time. It's not like, hey, you know, come on in and let's get you out of here in 15 minutes. Okay, cool. That was great. You know, you have time. You have lunch in between. You meet with the coaches. You talk to them. You go sit in a meeting and watch how they teach and what they're teaching and their type of defense or offense they're running. I mean, so many different things. You have the opportunity to meet with Coach Cristobal for you know, 30 ish minutes. And that's, that's, doesn't sound like a lot, but that's valuable time. Oh yeah. I mean, you get to go sit and you're talking to coach Cristobal and he's, you know, whatever that is valuable time of his in a day to take out to talk. So 
what I've heard and what I'm getting to is Oregon has tried to make every unofficial visit like that seem as much like an official visit as possible. So sometimes if you're visiting for a day, yeah, they're cramming a lot of stuff in in one day. But they're basically trying to maximize every single minute you're spending on campus, knowing that even if you're even if you're from SoCal and it, it's only a two hour flight, it's still it takes a lot to come up for a visit. Mm-hmm. I mean, so if you're there for eight or 10 hours on a day, um, they want to make it count. They don't want you sitting around playing Xbox for half the damn time. You know, while that's fun, that's not showing you what the program is about. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what has stood out is is how much. They present to these, uh, and I haven't really talked about this much, how much they present to these recruits while they're on campus in all phases, not just football, not like, hey, this is us, we lift weights, and this is the type of defense we play, good luck. No, you have to show them everything. Everything, yeah. Admissions, you know, uh, one of the things that I know Oregon does really well is is they show a lot of these top recruits, uh, and this was big with Kayvon Thibodeau, is the plan. And by that, it's like, hey, look, first year, we want you to hit this goal academically and athletically. Second year, we want you to hit these goals academically, athletically. Third year, we can get you done, mm-hmm. get you ready for the draft. This is where we think you can be in three years. And they outline it like, you know, boom, boom, boom. Oh, you have to. Y- yeah. I mean, it's yeah. basically here's your here's your structure. Here's your goals. If you work and you show up and you work and don't just, you know, dick around, we're going to have you ready. In three years, three and a half years. This is, I mean, and they cover all the bases. It's not just like you need to eat this and work out, and and play this kind of football. It's your academics. It's the classes you need to take. It's the grades you need to make in those classes. Everything laid out. Yeah. And then lastly, it's it's the freaking juice, man. I mean, like a lot of these kids, they'll start an official, an un, excuse me, an unofficial visit. They'll start it at like seven thirty in the morning, eight eight in the morning, seven thirty in the morning, and you know, so they get into the lobby of the of the Hatfield Dallin complex. They'll get in the lobby, they'll check in. Somebody like a, a you know, like a, a recruiting assistant or somebody will be sent down the elevator and grab them and their family, get them in the elevator because you have to have a pass to get up to the fourth floor, uh, which is where the coaches are. Hmm. And you know, they get them in the elevator, pop them up. The big thing is, and Oregon started this at least to my knowledge out west, is they go up and when the elevator opens on the fourth floor, it's a pretty big lobby area. Every freaking coach and assistant they can find is in there and just starts clapping and hollering and like, hey, you know, I mean, like when the kid, it, the, the doors open. And I it, love that. Yeah. It looks like you just won the MVP award. Right. I mean, and you've got Mario. Just picture this. You got Mario Cristobal and Big Joe and, you know, Marcus Royal, Keith Hayward, all these guys freaking jacked as soon as you come up. Well, that juice continues the whole way. You know, so I, I think it, it, it starts right there and then it just carries through the day so then you go watch them practice and they got you know there's tons of juice at practice and you know i think what stands out and, at, and to close on that i think I, I feel like i've talked about this a lot but i know a lot of our listeners like recruiting yeah so we're sticking with it no i i think it's it's insightful it's it's an opportunity to go behind the curtain yeah and and it's saying things that without spoiling your work sure you know you got a lot of writing this week <laughs> It's saying things that will entertain people without costing you any money. Yeah, no, it, it, it's great. I love to, ed- one of my jobs that I like to do is I like to educate people. I get people, you know, <laughs> like for instance, and I'm going to get back on track here and finish that thought. But for instance, the other day, you know, I had, I had relayed some information about Tyler Shuck and how well he's developing and looking and his command of the offense and things of that. That's, yeah. he's had a great spring and you know, people, just a few people. And, and I don't, 
there's nothing wrong with this, first of all. I'm, I, but my job is to educate. You know, a couple people are like, oh, you know, will there be a, 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 a quarterback battle for quarterback one in the fall and blah, blah, blah. No. Right. So it's my yeah. job to educate. Like, hey, look, you need to understand when I say Tyler Shuck has developed and he's getting better, that's good and that's what needs to happen. It's merely saying that he's improved and yeah. he's more than a capable backup. Yeah. But to take that next leap and say he'll push Justin Herbert, well, that's too far. I mean, Justin <laughs> Herbert's a first rounder. You know, he's a Heisman candidate. You know, there is a there is a, a stage of everyone's development. Yeah. So, you know, my case in point was I wanted to go in and correct those people and say, hey, look, I'm, I'm glad you're excited about Tyler Shuck. If he was in place to push Justin Herbert, there's no doubt in my mind Mario would put them out, Coach Crisball would put them out there and and have them battle for the quarterback one job. But that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying he's gotten better, and Oregon's probably got its best backup quarterback that it's had in some years. And that's where it ends. It doesn't go any farther past that. But, again, that's one of my jobs is to educate. You know, educate people on the process of what these recruits are going through on their visits. Why is Oregon so successful? What are they doing differently? Um, you know, to close out on the visit, which I told you I would get back to. So you got all this juice, you show up, it's animated. The coaches are, are, you know, high fiving. doesn't matter if you're an offensive recruit, defensive recruit, whatever. Then you end up doing a photo shoot at some point in the day. And what makes Oregon's photo shoot so special is it's not just like you and, you know, one coach or you and your family. All, you've seen the pictures, all those coaches, GAs, everybody, coach Feld is in there. I mean, there's. 20 coaches around you. A lot of kids respect the fact that Oregon makes sure that they're taking, that takes a ton of planning Mm -hmm. because these coaches are all going different directions all day long. You know, they go to practice, they get down to practice. There's linebacker meetings, there's running back meetings. You've got coaches all over the place. Some coaches go off recruiting, like tons of different things. And to have that kind of planning, say, Hey, look, I need every, you know, everybody's got to be ready at one o'clock for a photo shoot. They all get in there. They're amped up. There's music blaring. You know, the kids are excited because they got on a uniform. They're looking fresh. They're feeling good. Look good. Feel good. You know, yeah. uh, and yeah. the staff is always rocking gear. In yeah, oh yeah. Two. And the staff's there. Nobody's, nobody's ever wearing like their lazy right. outfit of the week. Y- yeah. Right? My just, you know, bright pink polo. No, doesn't work. No. Everybody's yeah. rocking the O. No. No, you're right. No, you're right. And so it's just, it's an environment. Like we hear kids, one of the things we hear is like, you know, a lot of recruits when they, hey, what are you looking for to school? Well, you know, I, uh, I'll know it when I feel it. Like I'm looking for that feeling when I get there. Yeah. And that's just not something you can fake. That's not something that you can kind of create. I mean, like for Oregon, it's like, hey, this is what we do. We're going to have some fun, you know, but just know when we get to practice, it's freaking go time. You know, but we will have some fun. They do allow the players to 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 celebrate a little bit during practice and stuff, which I think is great. Um, there's a lot of shit talking that goes on back and forth between the offense and defense. I'll tell you that much. But recruits feed on all that. There's just so much mm-hmm. juice all day long that you know these recruits are just like, man, this is. I mean, it's a lot. And so, you know, will Oregon? be at a level where they're only recruit five stars and that's it. No, I mean, it's still Eugene, Oregon. There are limitations for like, I think we've seen the upper limitations for what can be done from a recruiting standpoint, based on what Mario Cristobal is doing with his staff. It doesn't mean they can't improve a little bit, but to think that this is going to become Clemson or Alabama, it, just geographically, that's not realistic. No, no. But if you're in the top ten every year, yeah, you're, which is realistic, yes, yeah, you can still contend for a title. Absolutely, yeah. Your goal is basically to be able to pillage Southern California as much as possible, 
and take as many five stars out of California and Arizona that you can. And if there's any in Hawaii, great. Uh, Washington's on an up year this year as a as a state for for recruits. They've got several pretty big players up there. You got to take advantage of as much talent in the Western footprint as you can. But then you got to go out and get maybe some of those you know mid to low four stars that you value that fit what you're doing yeah. that might not have every sec offer out there and that's what oregon did last year i think that's what they'll do again this year yeah yeah if you got a guy in hawaii you got to go grab him you should go and say that to my friend mark yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know there there are some good quarterbacks that come out of hawaii just saying right yeah uh yeah. i loved a couple things you mentioned there one um when i talk to parents of players mm-hmm. and and they tell me about their their son or daughter's recruiting process i always hear well we talked to a coach or we talked to an assistant or we talked to a, an administrator, I never hear a parent say, we got to meet the entire coaching staff. Sure. And and when I hear about the Ducks coaching staff, and you're right, I've seen the pictures, they're bringing everybody. everybody. It's not just Mario Cristobal and Big Joe. It's every position coach, mm-hmm. even if you're a quarterback, you know, Coach Bobby's coming out there. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a kicker, Aaron Fell is flexing the guns. Yep. And every assistant of every position coach and all the GAs, yep. everybody's out there. Everybody's out there. No, That's I, a commitment. Yeah, it is. And, I, I, you know, I think along with what you're saying, very few recruits get to spend that much time around the head coach on a visit. Very few head coaches really want to interact with recruits other than a handshake, how you doing, thanks for coming. Oh, yeah. Let's take a quick picture, I got to go. And that's not Cristobal at all. He wants to get, I mean, if they're, and let's face it, yeah, the elite guys probably get a little bit more attention, but that's how this thing works. (laughs) But he wants to be in it. He wants Mm -hmm. to, you know, he wants to meet with them. He wants to make sure that he has alone time with them, you know, in his office talking to them. He makes sure that he's texting them uh, within the NCAA parameters. He's texting them and messaging them personally, FaceTiming every day. I mean, just very few head coaches spend as much time actively recruiting as Mario Cristobal does. And another point that I love when I hear it from you, a lot of people don't think of it this way, but it makes sense to me where – when you you talk to recruits, <clears throat> you talk to their families, there's schools that they want to go to. There's yeah. schools that they care about. And sometimes those schools don't look at them. They right. just don't focus on them. So when I hear about players making unofficial visits to Oregon, they want to be at Oregon. Yeah. They want to experience Oregon. It's awesome to see the Ducks devote time to those kids. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can... This is probably the best recruiting staff Oregon's ever had, period, uh, hands down. And you could recruit your ass off seven days a week. And until that kid visits, you're, for most intents and purposes, fighting a losing battle. Mm-hmm. You get them on campus, and not just because Oregon's visits are great, but you got to get them on campus, meet them in person, shake their hand, meet mom and dad, show them that Eugene isn't as far as, as they think from wherever, show them the, the qualities of a city like Eugene. Hey, look, yeah, not a lot of bright lights and skyscrapers and all that kind of stuff, but guess what? You got a, a, a community that rallies around your football team, and if you're <laughs> actually serious about football, you don't have too many distractions. Yeah. There, there is enough to do, there isn't a ton to do. There's enough to do, but really, if your goal is to get to the NFL in three years, distractions don't help you do that. Yeah. You, you know, show up, play football. You got a fan base that's behind you. You know, you got a brotherhood that is also in that small community, so they're going to be close by to, 
you know, bond with you or if you guys go swimming or, if, you know, go for a hike or whatever you might do in your off time, you know, you got to, And so until you can actually get them there, you're fighting a losing battle. And I think what we see more oftentimes than not is I think Oregon, a lot of times they recruit so hard that they get themselves probably in a top three or five range for guys that they really want. But until they get them to visit, they don't get beyond like top three. And once they visit, they're top one or top two almost always for the guys they really want. Not always. There's sometimes it just doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but a great amount of time that ups their successful, yeah. uh, you know, their success rate, they're able to go from three to five range to one or two after a visit. And and again, you got to get them on campus. And that takes a lot of work. Yeah. Well, I mean, the proof is right in this last class. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought Kayvon Thibodeau would sign. Or Jonah Tawanu'u or Mace Fiona. At the time, when those guys all committed, if you think back. They were long shots. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, you know, Mikhail Wright. I mean, I'll just go down the list. Micah Pittman didn't have Oregon in the in his top 10 and then ends up committing to Oregon. You circle it back to this time last year. And all you know, and I'm putting in all these predictions, and 24/7 has all these guys going to USC. I mean, that's a great network, and they've got some great recruiting analysts on their site. They had all their insiders pegging Tawanu'u, Mikel Wright, all these guys, Mace Funa to USC. Next thing you know, these guys visit for the spring game, and you know I'd already made my picks, and next thing you know, within the next month, they'd clicking over, clicking over Oregon, Oregon, and boom, it just started going from there. So. Yeah. That's kind of where we're at now. They got a head head start because they're not so far behind already. I, I believe that twenty four seven has started to give Oregon more respect when it comes to their recruiting prowess, and you're seeing more picks in favor of Oregon. Um, maybe still not quite enough, but it's getting closer. And 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 again, that just that took this whole past year and a half of work since Mario Cristobal's gotten the job. Of hey guys, we got to lay the foundation. We got to cr- recruit our asses off, and they did, and they have, and that's why you've got DJ Ugalali and Justin Flo and Johnny Wilson, you know, a, a bunch of five stars coming to visit your school this weekend, this spring game, and you had two five stars on campus this past weekend mm-hmm. in Kali Ringo uh, and uh, and and Savelle Smalls. Look at where we are. I mean, we, you and I wouldn't even been talking about five five stars being on the campus within two weekends last weekend last yeah. year. It's it's surreal. It's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. And it makes my job a lot more fun and exciting because fans are excited. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. The the bigger the recruit, the higher the stakes, but the funner the ride. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, spring game. Yeah. Yeah. Crossing our fingers, hoping for DJU and a few more splashes in the pool as well. Um, One other spring game thing that yep. I want to uh, hit on with you because we haven't talked about this yet. You're planning a tailgate. I am, yes. Yeah. So, for those listening and, and wanting to uh, to partake, Friday night I'll be in Eugene at Tap and Growler in their barrel room at seven o'clock. Uh, I told Scoop Duck members I'd buy uh, I'd buy them their first beer, and hopefully that doesn't put me into debt too badly. I'm really afraid <laughs> for you. <laughs> hey, show up, have some fun. Let's. Let, I ordered some food, so you guys got to show up at least eat the damn food I ordered. Uh, and then Saturday, my plan is to. Uh, the, the parking lot opens at 1130. I'm going to get to the pot, the Autzen parking lot as soon as it opens and try to set up shop there. So to tour, if you're, if you're looking if if, if to your back and you're looking out to the Autzen parking lot and, uh, Pape field is on your left, I'm going to try and be on the right, right next to the road, close to the BMX track. Uh, and, and I'll just have some food and drinks. It's not gonna be anything fancy. It's gonna be chips. It's going to be, 
you know, soda, maybe a few beers. Um, it won't be, it won't be Coors Light, so don't get your hopes up. But <laughs> uh, yeah, just come out and say hi and and meet a few Duck fans and and, and then you know go into the game if you want to get in there early. I don't care, but I'm gonna try and get there and uh, probably have a, a brewski or two myself and then get in for the game. So those, that's my plans for the weekends. I'm super excited. I always like, I always like meeting uh, you know my members on my site just because. We get to know each other with these screen names and stuff, but mm-hmm. then you go actually meet the real person. Like, oh, you're a person. You have a job. You have kids. You have, you know, all these things going on. It's just it's yeah. fun to hear. I've heard some really interesting stories, and it's it's nice to to hear them and meet them in person. And and this isn't just true with you, but I see this with um, like Blazers Edge is a really good example. A Blazers SB Nation site sites now that you don't just cover the team you are a community for fans yeah and i think that's definitely true with what i've seen from scoop duck you guys are a ducks internet community yeah so it is really cool you you read about these people every day you talk to these people on the boards and now you get to put a face to a name yeah yeah you you you, no matter what even if you're just talking about ducks your personality comes out in what you post you know And, and i know there's a ton of people that don't post and just read and it's great to meet them too. They, you know, yeah. people show up like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't post much. I don't. Have, I do it. Yeah, I don't have yeah. any info. I, we call them lurkers or whatever. But show up, man. You're a person. We want to meet. You know, you obviously enjoy reading it. You're you're invested in the community yourself, whether you're participating daily or not. Um, you know, a series I started uh, a few weeks ago that I need to get back onto. I'm aware. Um, but like, meet your fellow scoop ducker. So I'm I'm calling some of the. Uh, members on Scoop Duck and just asking them questions. Hey, you know, where'd you grow up? What do you What do you do for work? What do you, and so and I love it. It's 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 their chance to kind of you know talk about them and share you know with uh, with the community who they are and what they do and why they love the ducks. It's just I love doing that stuff because, like you said, building a community is important. As much as people value the information that I bring, you know, secondarily is 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 to establishing that community. Giving, oh yeah, giving people a common thread to talk about you know and it's not just you too like i've i've been blessed i've had alan johnstone on the show a couple times my radio show and and getting to know him young kid but fiery bright future yeah and you've got a few kids like that that are right for you that do just kick-ass work yeah you get to meet these guys and and learn what makes them tick and and learn why they went to oregon why they became duck fans what they value what they're passionate about it sounds like a great Saturday. Yeah. No, and Alan, Alan will be there Friday night, I know. And he's a student just finishing up at U of O. So I'm not sure how much longer I'll have him. But uh, like his work over the last two years has been amazing. He's such a hard worker. It does anything I ask, offers to do even more than what I ask. And like, it, you know, you just get I, I get so excited to see a young man like him out there. That's like, dude, your future's so bright, even if it's not in this. Mm-hmm. You just work your ass off. And I applaud you for that. Like he just, I mean, he got to go cover uh, the Ducks men's basketball in San Jose, you know, and I, I, I tried to help cover the trip for him. And that was like a bucket list thing for him. He, yeah. you, you'd have thought I. Oh, dude, he was, was so, San- we, we had him on the radio before that trip. He was mm-hmm. so stoked. Yeah. He was telling me. He was the whole time he's texting me. He's like, oh my, this is amazing. You know, and I'm, I'm thinking how many student writers get to do that? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's freaking awesome. And I'm glad I was able to pro- provide him with that opportunity. And 
uh, not only that, he deserved it. He deserved it tenfold. So, um, yeah, just, you know, uh, Jonathan Charles on there. He does a great job. Max Torres, you know, he's on there. He does a great job. And Core Patty does so oh, yeah. much behind the scenes. Steve Collier, he's my uh, editor. Uh, you know, he has been an editor forever. He does so much work behind the scenes. Uh, you know, Chris McCauley does so much good work. Um, you know, James Duty comes in off and on and, and does some, like, really good analysis pieces on football. I mean, we're just... We're very, very fortunate, um, you know, to have so many people contributing in so many different ways that makes the experience for people. So, you know, I'm thankful. And, and you know, you and I with this podcast, I mean, this has kind of grown into like, like, hey, dude, you want to do a podcast? Oh, sure. Let's give it a try. And, you know, and then here we are, you know, ripping a podcast every every week. You know, I still tell people the uh, the, the the craziest experience this year. Of course, we had Shea Serrano on last week, <laughs> but the craziest experience was we we sit down every week we mm-hmm. plan this podcast out and we're in the middle of a podcast and it's long we've already had two guests and you get a text message that says hey i want to go on right and it's mario cristobal right yeah i mean like, it's we just, didn't ask mario no, we didn't say hey mario yeah I, I wasn't reaching out going hey mario i'd like like you to you yeah. know interview with us and, and be on the pod Mario Cristobal's calling us on his day off. Yeah, I mean, that we, blew me away. We just like some of the guests we've had. You know, I mean, like Jonah Tawanu's mom was great. Uh, Melissa, you know, uh, Chance Hudson was great. Aaron Feld's been on a couple times. Was joined by Shad Williams last time. I mean, I, I don't. I know I'm missing. You know, we've had you know Stephen Field, and then we've had uh, Kenny Sanders, both Oregon's recruiting coordinators in the last two years. On, I mean, just. Mm-hmm. Like this is I, I like it's fun because you're kind of like man I get to ask these guys like I get to ask Shea Serrano questions I mean you know what I mean like yeah. now granted it only it had to be around the ducks <laughs> but <laughs> still yeah. it's really cool yeah yeah uh, a lot to be happy about and a lot to look forward to with the spring game again you got a uh, a pre spring game party on Friday night tap yep. and growler in Eugene. And a tailgate on Saturday. Yep, tailgate in the parking lot. Uh, show up for the spring game, guys. And I'm not just asking you so you could be there for fan support. Go do it because it's fun. It's yeah. freaking fun and it's cheap. And you get to see some football along the way, which is great. And, you know, if you want this program to be elite right now, uh, fan participation is a huge part of that for the coaches. to, You know, it's a recruiting tool for the coaches. So, yeah, it's an important weekend. And, uh, like, knock on wood, knock on wood. It's not supposed to rain Saturday. Oh. oh shit! I said the R word. Oh, that that's different than where I was gonna go. Oh, I was gonna say knock on wood, the Ducks win. Well, you got a great shot at that happening. <laughs> Let's hope we have a better shot at not raining. It's it it might be a little cloudy on Saturday, but it's not supposed to rain. So, knock on wood, guys. Show up, have fun. I've been told that we're about to take a turn for summer weather. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Any day now. Um. Yeah, that, that pretty much covers everything on football. Yeah, I don't, you know, we don't have to cover basketball. We've done that. We can talk about it in a couple of weeks when when football's done. Yeah, we covered football. I uh, do you do you, I, I'll be honest. What's baseball and softball doing? I, so yeah, yeah, we we don't we don't need to give this the 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 imaging and the big promo music, but. I don't think anybody wants to talk about softball no, right now. No, that's no. that's gonna end pretty ugly. I like this baseball team. I think right now, now they won't play Oregon State till I believe the 10th or 12th of May, like around that weekend is their series with OSU that's in Eugene. I think if they played the Beavers right now, they'd beat them. They're that good. They're, this team is fun. 
they they are hitting better than I've ever seen a George Horton team hit. Right. And they're finally getting healthy where they get their arms back. So the good news is, if you're still listening at this point, that means you're genuinely interested in baseball. You're not interested in myself and Matt. You're interested in baseball. So yeah. the, the good news is I talked to an intern yesterday who wants to cover baseball pretty extensively, and, and he – He's going to start here in the next week or so. so. Sweet. Yeah. So if you if you're if you're a baseball fan, you're still listening. I mean, Scoop Duck's going to have a, a a better presence at the baseball to finish out, which, as you noted, means there's Oregon State. They're playing better. Uh, you know, I think it's great to get some coverage in there. Uh, apparently, this in- intern used to play baseball and stuff, so he's mm-hmm. he's very knowledgeable on the game and he actually knows some of the players and stuff already. So there there we go there's a yeah. big announcement but yeah I, I mean bob lundeberg who is a, a good friend of mine mm-hmm. i've had him on my radio show a bunch he's a beaver beat writer for the oregonian and and bob is his area of expertise kind of like how you're the football recruiting dude right right bob is the college baseball dude right of, he'll get questions from from duck fans and ucla fans arizona state because nobody else cares about college baseball except for bob like he does right and and bob said he thinks this is on Twitter the other day. Potentially six Pac-12 teams get into the national tournament. Wow! Well, the Ducks are right there in the conversation right now. And again, I think if they match up with Oregon State in a three-game series right now, with the way they're playing, the form they're on, they beat the Beavs. Wow! So you get in that top six, you move on to the national tournament, and we could be talking about a postseason run. That's crazy. Because mm-hmm. like, let's just totally, we'll just go ahead and and gut ourselves here. Before the season, we were like. Yeah, okay, it might be another long season. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Like, they, they might pull it off yeah. if everything goes the way it needs to. Right. And right and now, everything's going the way it needs to. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's pretty, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like uh, basketball after Bowl Bowl went down. It's like, well, okay, could be a long season. <laughs> and then the end of the season, you're like, oh, crap, they're actually pretty damn good. <laughs> oh, yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I know we weren't the only ones saying that. Oh, no, no. Four crazy nights in Vegas. Yeah. Four crazy, yeah. I've had four crazy nights in Vegas. It wasn't basketball related, by the way. But yeah, yeah. You probably didn't win as much as those ducks. I don't. I te- I I tend not to gamble, and there's a reason behind that. And uh, we've gone askew here, but there's a reason because I tend to drink a lot. And that would do it. Yeah. So drinking and gambling really don't mix. So I I try and say, hey, you know what? If I'm gonna lose a hundred bucks. It's going in my belly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I learned that lesson. Uh, now we're really going off tangent. It was my 21st birthday and my dad swore up and down for like a year beforehand. He goes, don't do a stupid party with your frat brothers. Don't do a stupid party with your roommates. I'm going to kidnap you and we're going to Reno. And so my dad does it. He, he follows through. We, we saved a couple hundred bucks a piece, mm-hmm. got a nice hotel room, stayed in Reno for the whole weekend. And I just remember getting blackout drunk that Friday night and right. being like 200 bucks in the hole. Yep. Because when you're drunk, you can't gamble. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Can't happen. And there's a reason Reno and Vegas exist. Yes. And make gazillions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's hey, it's a great experience. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. Cheap it's drinks. Fun. Yeah. Cheap food. And yep. you wonder why. Right. You wonder why everything is so nice and affordable. Just stay here and gamble. Just mm-hmm. stay here and gamble. It's fun. That's where they get you. <laughs> <laughs> why are there no windows in here? I don't see a clock. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep gambling. It's okay. Yeah. Want something to drink? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that another day. Um, 
just double check in. I know we had a couple people that we were efforting, but it, it might not work out today. Yep, doesn't look like uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen, and that's okay. okay. So um, that's fine. We were working on a guest. We can always bring him next week. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we keep trying. You know, it's the hard part about recording our podcast. You know, during midday, you have to be selective. But uh, the good news is football's wrapping up, and even though the coaches will hit the recruiting, so there's a re- so if you're still listening. You keep wondering, maybe you're wondering why the spring game keeps moving up and keeps moving up every year. That's because basically, uh, it's today, the, no, yeah. So, 16th. Yeah, 16th. So as of yesterday, coaches can go hit the road and do recruiting and do evaluations and stuff. They want to get it out of the way. Yeah, so, you know, mm-hmm. if, if they're in the middle of spring ball, you can't do both those things from Oregon. You know, so it's, hey, let's get this done a week earlier, two weeks earlier. It used to be, it's two weeks earlier now than what it used to be, but... Um, that way they can capitalize. So yeah, they're losing a week, but it's only a week. I mean, you can. It's it's not the end of the world. So mm-hmm. uh, that is a big reason why uh, the spring game keeps moving up. It's not so they can be first or be done first. It, it they do need to be done early just so they can get on the road because that's valuable, valuable, valuable time that they cannot get back. ABCs. Yep. Always be closing, baby. All right. So. That's this week. Um, you, you can check out the pod, scoopduck.com, also on iTunes. I know we're working on Google Play. I keep working on it. They keep sending an email to some email somewhere. Like I've efforted, so I, I'm at least giving you background what's going on because yeah. I've truly efforted, but yeah. I'll, I will get this some gun, and it'll probably be after spring ball. Okay. Yes. All right. So we got a lot of avenues where you can listen to this, and we'll be back next week with more ducks. That means football. That means spring sports. and. If we have anything with hoops, we'll dive into it. Heavy recruiting. It'll be heavy recruiting next week. Mm. Yeah. I love the sound of that. Yeah. I can do this now.